Hi, welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. I'm Hayley and I help women ditch bad diets, build strength and transform their habits so that they can lose fat and feel confident for good. So we're saying goodbye to yo-yo dieting, saying goodbye to restrictive dieting. And we do all of this without sacrificing the food and the life that we love. I am so grateful that you've chosen to listen to me ramble on on this podcast. And I would be really grateful if you could do me a favor. Please, can you rate, review and share this episode with whoever you think that it might help? If you'd like my help and support so that you can reach your health and fitness goals, make sure that you get in touch. You'll find the details in the show notes. For now, I will leave you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome back. We are here for a Confidence Club check-in. If you're watching this on YouTube, then sorry for the sweaty mess that I am. Literally just filmed a workout for the Confidence Club. Um, So we're here for the check-in and I really, really loved going through everyone's check-in forms today. Got to be honest, I feel like there's such a nice little vary of wins. There's a vary of struggles and this is going to be a nice juicy check-in. If my voice sounds a little bit weird and a little bit croaky, um, it's because it is. <laughs> I've got a minor sore throat. I'm hoping to be able to sleep it off this week uh, because I think it's just from being extra tired from a busy weekend in IFS, which I actually met a few of the members of the Confidence Club in IFS because they are also coaches. So I met Chelsea and I met Chrissy. Um, so it was really, really exciting to meet us. And okay, so we're going to go through wins first of all. So we've got an amazing win from Faye and I wanted to mention Faye's win first because this is a win that comes from someone who has committed to the Confidence Club. Now, I know that a lot of programs that people have tried in, in the past have done it for six weeks, eight weeks. And sometimes like I find it quite hard to promote the Confidence Club because I am not a quick fix type of person because I've done all that before and I know how unhelpful that was to me and how unhelpful it is to other women who I've worked with. I often get a lot of clients who come from fast fat loss programs and come to me. Um, so I do talk about long-term work, sustainable habits. I'm not a quick fix girl, but what I do fucking works. What we do works. Like there's no doubt in my mind. And Faye is an absolute like perfect example of that. So Faye has been a member of the Confidence Club for a decent amount of time over a year. She said her win is that she's been on holiday in Dubai. Um, so she's treated it like a holiday. And so she lives in Dubai, but she's been off work, basically. And she's been on holiday and she's enjoyed eating, drinking and just being on holiday. She said the best thing for me is that although she's enjoyed herself and hasn't like, you know, worried about her food intake she genuinely has felt amazing about herself she's been posting bikini pictures of herself that a year ago um she's been posting pics in a bikini that a year ago she wouldn't have even touched she wouldn't have even worn she said that she's said it before but she feels like with lift and glow she can relax and she can kind of you know step back a little bit enjoy herself but she knows when she's ready she can easily slip back into the way that we do things because she's actually built habits and she enjoys her life while following this program. So when she goes on holiday, she's actually looking forward to getting back to it. She's actually happy to get back to it because it's a, a thing that she enjoys. And this is why habit building works. And this is why putting in the long-term work works because previously Faye might have done a, fat, a fast fat loss diet for this holiday. 
But then with by day three, is feeling like not great again. And um, whereas she's genuinely worked on her health. And when you work on your health and you do good things for your health, you just generally feel more confident. You feel better in yourself. And that's aside from whether you see aesthetic changes, it's actually empowering and you do feel more confident in yourself when you do good things for your body, when you take care of your body. And so this is just an example of how when you're a member of the Confidence Club long term, how it can actually affect everything. It makes you more comfortable, you know, in your clothes, but more just more comfortable to return back to your healthy habits. Um, she said, she says she feels like it's not really a win, but I think it's a big win. She says she's worked very hard to be where she is today and she's um feeling good that she's enjoyed herself and she's not beating herself up and she's ready to to carry on. I love that. Robin got three workouts done and two runs. She said she's been great with nutrition as well. Claire said she, so she had a busy week in work. So I know month end is like a big thing for, I think, especially people in like, um, things like HR and accountants and, and, and all that. So she said she coped with month end and she also managed to eat well and do her steps. She said that she arranged her daughter's birthday. Her kids got back to school. Normally her whole family would have lived off takeaways and junk food for the last week, but they've all ate good nutritious meals. Now this is something that I've not often thought of because I don't have children myself, but when you eat healthier and when you implement healthier habits, this spills out positively into the rest of your family. If you are cooking for your kids, you know, you're eating with your kids and you're eating healthier meals, they will be as well. And I have actually spoke to a few of the girls in the gym about this recently, about them involving their kids when they go for their walks, when they uh, get their kid to go for a bike ride and they walk next to them um, and like eating meals and teaching the kids how to portion their plates and their healthy habits are rubbing off on them. And I feel like, you know, for mums, obviously I don't have kids, but I want my kids when I eventually do have them to be the healthiest that they can be. And I want them to learn healthy habits from early on so that they don't have to battle with all of the like bad habits that I had. Not that that's my mum's fault because she really did try. Um, But like, I think that this is really important. We are setting an example for the people around us, the young people around us. And that really made me happy. It really made me smile because, you know, I love helping all of you. But the fact that me helping you helps your families. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Chrissy, hey, when was meeting me, and my win is meeting you, Chrissy. It was absolutely lovely to meet you when we went for dinner, which didn't actually go that well to plan, but never mind. We had a few drinks and a little dance. Um, and she said that she pushed herself to go outside of a comfort zone, and she went to IFS, which was the International Fitness Summit that we were at. She went on her own with an hour's notice. Um, and she said that she's recognizing that she deserves a place amongst other professionals in our industry. 100% you deserve a place in this industry. You are amazing. Um, and it was lovely to meet you, like I said. Um, Heather said that she spent, so she got loads of work done. And that meant that on Sunday, she had the most amazing day with her family. So being organized allows her to spend more time with her family. So remember, your wins don't just have to be fitness and fat loss wins. Um, she said that everyone was happy with the change that she'd made. She is managing her workload in a way that is going to help her long term. So she's basically finding a better balance between her all of the things that she values. So she values her family, she values her health, she values her career, but they all can't step on one another. There's space for them all and we need to make time for them all. Um, And she's managed to kind of like 
you know, set aside time to spend with something that she really values, which is her family, which is so important. We don't want to be overconsumed by anything in life because then we start to resent it. She said that she um, had completed three gym workouts and she also did a run and she is feeling very strong following a squat program. Kate started exercise. Congratulations, Kate. Well done. I am happy that you've got moving again. It is very hard when you get started. I bet the muscles were achy, but well done. You did the hardest bit. You got started. Try and just keep on going. Make it a non-negotiable in your week to try and stay as active as you can. Chelsea moved her body four times. She did two workouts and two runs. Um, she said that she didn't do four days training in, in one week over in over six months. Um, and she also did a 5K in 32 minutes, which she hasn't done. And she was surprised by that, which is amazing. Ashley said she got all workouts done and more than 8K steps a day. She also did a three-mile run on a cardio day. The cardio days are optional. A lot of the girls are choosing to run and um, do the cardio workouts. I know a lot of people go to boot camps and stuff like that. Um, and she said that even though it was her birthday, she enjoyed the birthday and she enjoyed the day after. And then she's just carried on, gone back to her healthy habits. And this is, again, why what we do at the Confidence Club and in Lift and Glow, this is why my methods work and our methods work is because we just focus on showing up as much as possible. You don't have to be perfect. Just because you enjoyed your birthday, just because you ate some cake, just because you drank some alcohol, doesn't mean the week's ruined, doesn't mean the month's ruined, doesn't mean the year's ruined. You just had a little bit of fun for a couple of days and now you're returning back to what you were doing. And I think that that's like, I'm loving the people who've been with us for a while are doing this and they know that those little those little things, I'm not even going to call them a blip because they're not a blip. It's, it's part of life. It's part of fun. Those weekends, those couple of days of an enjoyment, it's actually part of the process. I really encourage it because we need to live life and we need to enjoy it. But we need to know the difference between enjoying things and choosing our indulgences and indulging every single weekend for the sake of it. When it's your birthday, you fucking go for it, girls. I'm all for that. I go for it on mine. But we can't eat like our like it's our birthday every single weekend, okay? Realistically, we do need to strike a balance, which can be hard to do initially, but when you find it, it feels so good. Haley said her biggest win was getting her steps in and doing a workout. She said she went to a class. It was intense. It was fun. She really didn't want to go because she felt really nervous in, and she felt nervous in front of new people, but she did it anyway. Didn't want to do it, did it anyway. Stepping outside of that comfort zone. What happens when we step outside of the comfort zone? It grows. If your comfort zone is just like a little dot at the moment and the gym and the classes and running on the road and, I don't know, wearing a certain type of outfit or bikini or whatever or outside the comfort zone. Like stepping outside the comfort zone makes the comfort zone grow and eventually that comfort zone will include that thing that you are avoiding so I fully like I when some it was Dr Julie that I heard that from and I fully understood it it was like a little penny dropped for me because I remember it being like that when the gym for me is that when I first went into that week like I was comfortable going into a gym but I was comfy in classes when I first went into that weight room in a city center gym in Manchester like eight years ago now maybe more, nine years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, I was shitting a brick and there was only men there. And if there was a woman there, they knew what they were doing and I did not. <laughs> and I remember feeling really scared and really nervous and really like, oh, jittery about it and just keeping my head down and just looking at the floor and just being a little bit overwhelmed. But then I'm not messing within the space of a month. It was in my comfort zone because 
I forced myself to continue to step into it. So Hayley, I know that it was nervy to go to the gym. Well done for doing it. Your comfort zone will grow and it will include those classes if you continue to go. If you avoid it now, it's not gonna, the comfort zone is not going to grow. You need to keep stepping into it. You need to keep stepping outside of it for it to include uh, for it to be included in the comfort zone. So well done. I'm proud of you, but keep going. Keep doing it. I can hear the smoke alarms going off in my house because Fran's just been on the phone for 10 minutes instead of watching his Steve. Good job there's not a smoke alarm in this room. I don't know if that's a fire hazard, actually. Who knows? Never mind. Anyway, um, Dad's hope he's not listening to this. Right, okay, so we have got um, another win from Katie. So Katie is training for a half marathon. She got two gym workouts, two runs in, and a boot camp. A really, really active week. Well done. She got a step six out of seven days, and she had a lovely weekend. She did have alcohol, but she enjoyed every minute of it with friends, so it was worth it. So it was a fuck yes moment. It was like, yes, this is worth it. I value this time with my friends um, and and love it. I'm all for that. We need to live, okay? Chloe's win is staying active and averaging 20K steps a day while on holiday. So a super active um, break. And she said she's also got straight back into it, got her first workout done today after two weeks off. So she started as we mean to go on. So again, Chloe is a long-term a member of the Confidence Club. She's trained hard, worked hard, looked after her health, looked after her nutrition and her habits, you know, for the all year. And then she's been on holiday. And so it's easy for her to just return back to those habits. If Chloe had just done a six-week or an eight-week program before the holiday, when she got back, she'd probably be feeling a little bit lost right now, but she's not. She just knows that returning to the program is easy and it's an enjoyable part of her life. When I say easy, it's obviously challenging it at times, but it's a part of her life that, doesn't overhaul her her life, doesn't make it miserable, isn't restrictive. It it can it can be enjoyed. It can fit into like someone who someone's life who's busy and sociable. That's why we love the way we do things. And Rachel is returning after returning from her holiday and managing not to stay in holiday mode. She said she thinks it could have gone better, but you know, she's she's not in holiday mode. That's great. Okay, so challenges. We've got a little variety of challenges here. Oh, sorry, I just did not bring enough water up with me. Okay, so first one is um, I did not track my food this week very well. I had lots of ice cream and my food has been out of routine a little bit. Okay, so a few things to consider here. I know I've mentioned this quite a few times, maybe in the last few weeks, but we really need to get better at if... if so. If the MyFitnessPal app went down for a week and you were unable to track, what would you do? What would you do? Would you use that week as a reason, as an excuse to eat lots of ice cream, eat out of routine, you know, get the indulgent meals because nobody is going to know, but you know and your body knows? Is that you? Would you do that? And if that's the case, we need to start addressing that because just because we're not on my fitness pal, one day my fitness pal might go down, they might go bust and they might disappear. We're all going to be like, shit, what do we do now? I mean, it's not going to happen because they make absolute millions off everyone. But all I'm saying is we don't, we, 
not tracking is not the problem. It's the choices. So we need to not blame the fact that we're not tracking because one day, eventually, the goal for everybody should be to never use my fitness pal again. I want everyone to be where I'm at now. Okay, I did all the my fitness pal stuff, but realistically, I don't need to do it now. And that's where I want all of you to be. Like that's my ultimate goal. Um, so just because you didn't track doesn't mean that things were going to go wrong. The not tracking is not the reason that things didn't go wrong. The things that the things that didn't go quite right is that you didn't make the best decisions around food. You you let yourself go out of routine a little bit with your food. Ask yourself why. Why was that? Why did you eat lots of ice cream? Why did you eat out of routine? Were you not prepared? Did you not do a food shop? Were you due on your period and your cravings were through the roof? Why was it? What was the reason? Did you have more social activities? Why? Ask yourself why. Write it down. Why? Look back at it. What actually happened last week? Was it that I didn't have any food delivered on Monday and therefore I had no food by Wednesday and then that was it. I fucked the week so I may as well have just carried it on. If so, that mentality needs addressing. Just because you didn't go, things didn't go to plan Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, doesn't mean you couldn't have got back on it Wednesday afternoon, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Challenge your approach to last week. Challenge the decisions that you made. You know, rather than when we put things in a check-in, I want you to start thinking, why? Why did I do that? Why did I make that decision? What 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 actually happened with that? Um, like what was actually different about last week than previous weeks? What was your reasoning? Did you lose focus? Did you lose motivation? Do you feel like you've got no goal now? What is your actual why? What's your reason for doing this? So do you really want to lose weight? Is it still one of your values to lose weight? Or are you, are you feeling happy and confident in your body? And if so, that's okay. You can go to maintenance. Maybe you don't need to diet. Um, you know, what was it? Was it lots of social activities, like I said before? Really ask these questions and think about it. Because it's not that you just didn't track. It's that you chose to make different decisions around food, knowing that it wasn't in line with the previous behaviors and decisions that you've been making. So something's changed. Either your goal changed, the situation of last week changed, you were distracted, you lost focus. So what was it? Think about it, write it down, explore the reasons why. One of the best bits of advice that I've ever, ever heard or been given was to ask why more. And I think it was actually on this podcast. Um, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Charlie Pickstock when we were talking about relationship with food and body and like just ask why more. I did that. Why? I made that decision. Why? I chose that meal instead of that meal. Why? Like um, I knew that that was going to take me over my calories, but I still did it. Why? And sometimes it'd be like, because I wanted to have a ball with my mate because I haven't seen my mum in two weeks and I wanted to have a bottle of wine with her because my friend's home from Australia and we wanted to go wild for the weekend sound that's fine but otherwise but sometimes it'll be like no I really don't feel good about that decision why did I do that ah I felt stressed that day ah binge you on my period oh I didn't do my food shop I wasn't prepared uh, I'm low on sleep I had an argument with me fella I had a difficult phone call with a customer those types of things and then we're like right how can we overcome that moving forward be more organized manage our emotions in a better way journal take a breath pause before we actually make those decisions. Don't tell me it was because it was hot. Don't like people who blame the weather for stuff. It's not an, it's not an excuse, right? It's just not. Um, next struggle we've got is, this is a very interesting one. This is about body image. 
the main way I am not a specialist in body image. I'm not a specialist in your relationship with your body, relationship with food. I don't feel in a position, maybe one day I will be, but I don't feel in the position to be, a, to call myself a specialist. However, I can understand where this person is coming from. So this person was at the fitness event that I was at. It was an event for coaches and aspiring coaches. Um, she feels that this weekend made her realize that she has a bigger problem with her body image than she had realized. So I'm not sure where that's come from. Maybe she was comparing herself to other people. Maybe she was feeling out of place. I don't know why. Um, and But I can also understand it. And she said, I think I have to look a certain way to be taken seriously, but I don't. True. This isn't actually challenging now. I realize it, but I know that it was driving from perfectionist behaviors. So perfectionist behaviors is this like, need this need to be perfect all the time this need to be in perfect shape to always eat on track to not kind of indulge in things that potentially are going to throw you off track as people like to say it um and so sometimes that can hold you back from having fun and living life so when you do have body image issues and you're you kind of so hyper focused on staying a certain leanness or staying a certain physique it can affect your social life it can affect your enjoyment of life it can be quite debilitating and then the same if you're you know trying to be a perfectionist around food maybe you don't want to drink alcohol maybe you don't want to make um you know more indulgent choices even though it's something that you really want and and would would bring you joy so I have to be honest, I have struggled with this and I do still at times. I, When you're surrounded by thousands of people who work in the fitness industry, I do think it's quite hard to not have some sort of comparison, whether you're comparing your business or comparing your body. like I do feel like as human beings, we are um, comparison-y type people. That's not a word, but I'm fucking going to use it anyway. Um, so, but, and so I have struggled with this and I do still at times. So, I struggled with this maybe a couple of years ago. Um, I would say particularly during lockdown. Um, like I had full full on abstinence and a six pack during lockdown, and I do think that I was like very very conscious of keeping them and staying very lean. And I think it was because so many other coaches were like live on Instagram, and I was, and it was all like, well, if I don't look in shape for my Instagram lives, people are going to do other Instagram lives, and just all of that because it was all you know, based on the screen. And I felt like I didn't have things like the podcast and the gym for, you know, for me to, it was all based on that live. So body image was like, I needed to stay that way. And then I had this like complex around me glutes as well. Um, But I have, I do really feel like I've managed to overcome it. Now, obviously over the last like couple of years, my, I've had to gain weight. Um, and right now I'm working with a coach who's telling me to eat uh, more calories than I've ever ate before um, and to gain body fat, um, which is really like hard. And like, you know, body image can le- it is a fluctuating thing and we do, we can struggle with it a lot. And I do think that pressure on coaches in the fitness industry is, it, it, it's a lot. Like I, I used to think that I wouldn't get clients if I didn't have, didn't have abs. Um, I used to think that like, people would, would be judging me for my body and they would hire me based on how I looked. Um, but but I genuinely do not believe now, and I know that this when I'm hiring a coach and I know that my body has changed a lot over the years and I still get clients and I get more clients now that I am just putting my, across my personality um, and it's less about my body. I used to always post mirror pictures, always posting pictures of my abs, always trying to make me ass pop as much as possible. And now I don't really do any of that. 
it's more about my knowledge and my tips and my personality. Um, so as a coach, I genuinely do not think people expect you to be very lean or built in a certain way. And obviously I'm talking now to a couple of coaches, but also mainly people who aren't coaches. So you might find this maybe irrelevant to you, or maybe you think you agree with me, or maybe you don't, maybe you do judge coaches by how they look. Um, but I am going to say that I, I genuinely think most people are hiring a coach for the way they communicate, the knowledge that they have, the skills that they have, who they've helped um, and aren't so hyper-focused on how lean they are and whether they're built in a certain way. Um, and people who people want to work with someone who understands them and can relate to them and can help them. You know, like I relate to people who want to have a good time, who want to go out, who are, have busy lives, who don't want to spend seven days a week in the gym um, who want to build glutes and are okay, get, who want to get strong. Um, and, and like, you know, I share knowledge and information about that. And I think like I had to start valuing myself for more than how I just looked when I was quite insecure as a coach in terms of like insecure in my knowledge and insecure in my ability and feeling a little bit like imposter syndrome a lot more than I do now because I do still get it. Um, I think I was really focused on my body then because it was like my body was selling where like my body was the reason people hired me. Whereas now I know that people come to me for me. Um, the more I've shown people who I am and my struggles and how I live my life and um, shown them that I am knowledgeable and show them how I help people. Um, I think people have more respect for me and people, people, you know, it, it's easier for me to get clients and stuff. Um, and I had to value myself for a lot more than just how I look. And it was hard to do, but, you know, it that came from me making an effort to learn, making an effort to really, really focus on helping people. So I had to improve my confidence as a coach, aside from how I looked. It was not about how I looked. It was more about my ability as a coach. So really focused on valuing my knowledge, valuing my experience, value, valuing my skills, getting feedback from people so that, you know, I could like get that little confidence boost um, and also make improvements so that I could be better. Um, and also when it comes to like my body itself, now my focus is and has been for a while, it's on health and it's on functionality. And I think when you get to a certain level of leanness or you build your glutes to a certain point, I do think chasing aesthetic goals or trying to keep your body a certain way, I think that that becomes very um, unfun and not fun when it's always 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 about what you look you come to a certain point you're like well I've got to the point where I had abs and I weren't happy I've you know built me glutes and like you know and and it can't just be about how you look all the time like are we really going to obsess about what we look for the rest what we look like for the rest of our lives should we not be thinking about how we feel how functional we are like what what else does your body do for you what else does your body do for you you know, and, and for me, I, I focused more on the health stuff because I was thinking I want my body to be healthy. I had abs, but I felt like shit and my gut, my gut was a mess and my skin was a mess. Now I've got a bit more weight on me, but I am, you know, I'm not as lean, but I am much happier as a person. I have a lot of food freedom. I've got so much love for life. I have time and energy um, and me, I, I literally eat so much nutritious food and feel good for it. And I have a brilliant balance. Um, so, but that came from me focusing more on health and more on my values of life because health is not just about how lean you are. Health is about everything. It's multifactorial, like relationships, 
and uh, you know you, it's what you value it's your relationships your social life and um, you know your nutrition your movement it's all of these things coming together and if your training and your nutrition affect your relationships then that's not health yeah um and if you're trying to keep your body a certain way um and that's affecting relationships and that's affecting productivity and that's affecting your business then obviously that's not healthy either and um, so focusing more on health and functionality helped me appreciating my body more for what it does than what it looks like. Um, I used to be someone who got up in the mirror. I have a big full-length mirror right next to my bed as I get up and I, I can see a full-length mirror. I mean, I can't see myself in bed. That would be weird. Um, But when I get up and get dressed, like the mirror's there, I just don't really look at myself anymore. Whereas I used to constantly, every morning, wake up, look at my body. I'd be looking at my back. I'd be looking at my abs. I'd be, And I used to body check a lot and probably a lot more than I realized. I used to weigh myself a lot as well. And now I don't do either. I literally get dressed in the dark, put on something that I feel comfortable in. I'm aware that some days I'll wake up and leggings will feel tighter and other days I'll feel lean. And a lot of that is cyclical, dependent on my cycle. Um, and obviously I don't want to gain weight to the point where my clothes aren't fitting me, but I, it, I just think about it less. So I'm not sure if obviously I'm not a specialist in this stuff and I genuinely don't think that I'm the right person if you need coaching about this to help you with it but they're the things that I've done and they're the things that I believe as a coach and um I I hope it's helpful <laughs> um if it is let me know because it would be helpful it would be good for me to know whether those things helped or um yeah um okay so next struggle is getting to grips with the program and taking in all of the all of the information so I am giving my, she said, I'm giving myself time to properly understand the program and making small improvements each week. Even if it takes me longer, that's okay. The aim is to make each week better than the last. Now you are, you're on it. You are on it. You are what the Confidence Club is about because you know that it's going to take time and you're allowing yourself time. I really like the, the idea of being 1% better or let's say 2% better because then that's doubling it. You know what I mean? Um, but just trying to be a little bit better every day, every week, accepting that some days are going to go to shit. Some weeks are going to be a write-off. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. We are not looking for perfection. We are looking for consistency. If I was to ask you to do your steps, 10K steps every day, drink two liters of water every day, hit your protein target every day, stay within your calories every day, um, hit your five fruit and veg every single day, do every single workout, seven things. If I was going to add them, seven things to your life, sleep seven hours, seven things. Oh my God, that was actually seven, but it was originally six. Um, If I was expecting you to fit all of those things into your life from day one and to never not do any of them ever again, you would have quit by week three, week four. And this is why these fast fat loss programs, four week, six week, eight week, 12 week, like they can fuck off. Like, sorry for me swearing today. I'm obviously feeling quite, you know, frisky. Um, I just keep swearing. And I, I think that like you, if I was asking you to be perfect and super, super rigid, it wouldn't last. It would be too hard. It would be too overwhelming. Life just would feel so chaotic. And it's not what it's about. It's not how we do things. I would like you to be doing all of these habits a year from now which means that we need to do it slowly and you need to phase yourself in slowly. If this is a complete life lifestyle change for you, if this is a total change in your life, we need to make sure that we are we allow for not being perfect, that we allow for slip-ups, we allow for things to go to shit, we allow for you to have days off, weeks off, that's fine. 
we expect it and we move past it. What I would really love everyone to do is just focus on being 1% better. There is a lot of content within the Confidence Club, a lot of content. If you go to the education tab, there's loads and loads and loads of videos, you know, from everything, PCOS, getting your steps in, stress, sleep, per- like periods, um, emotionally, and there's, there's tons, there's tons. And then there's even a, a, a folder of documents for you to read through. I know there's a lot. And I've purposely given you a lot because if anyone asks me a question, got something to direct you to but I'm not expecting you to read it all in one go learn it all in one go I'm drip feeding it in the message like when you start and you get those those messages that come through for a few weeks that's for me to drip feed it all and I want you to treat it the same with your habits if you're struggling with everything pick one okay so this week I'm going to exercise three times a week that's what I'm going to focus on okay that is your main focus. If I do my three workouts this week, I'm I, I've fucking won the week. It's another F, another F bomb. My God, I've won the week. Um, and then in two weeks' time, you're like, right, this I seem to be really smashing this. I'm gonna bring in meat nutrition. I'm gonna eat three high protein meat, meals a day every day. And if I do my three workouts and those three high protein meals, I have won the week. If I do that most of the time, I've won the week. And then just phase yourself in. What you will find is that you will start to pick up the habits quicker than what you intend because habits grow legs is what I always say. And I'm not quite sure if that makes sense, but it does to me. Habits grow legs, meaning that like you will start one habit, for example, going for a walk every day. You'll start that habit and that habit naturally leads into watching your food a little bit more, sleeping a little bit better, because so it grows legs because like it it spans into other things now I'm talking about it, it doesn't even make sense but it does it does make sense and um, so even though you're just focusing on those steps like if you go for a walk every day you don't want to like you know ruin that hard work and invert inverted commas you don't want to ruin that hard work by just eating all the cake and drinking all the full fat coke you you will naturally want to eat healthier food because you've done the hard work of going out and going for a walk um, if you go for a walk every day, you will naturally sleep a little bit better and you'll be focusing on sleep a little bit more. Maybe your energy will, you know, have balanced out a little bit more and you'll be able to get to sleep better. So I feel like habits literally grow legs. They lead into one another. So take your time. I'm all for that. The goal is for you to be still doing this a year from now, not for you to run out of steam when we hit week five. So take your time. I'm all about that. And remember, I'm here to help. If you're struggling with something, if something's feeling mind-boggling, if you're overwhelmed, we've all been there. Um, put it in the group chat. And if you're too shy to, send it to me. I'm here to help. Okay, next struggle is I didn't do the rest of my workout. So she didn't do all of her workouts. She said, I know, no excuse. I just didn't prioritize it. I have done extra work. Am I all right? I have done extra hours in work. We did loads in the house and I just found myself falling asleep on the couch all the time. I felt so annoyed at myself, but I said to myself, I'll just focus on movement and sleep and tomorrow is another day. Okay, so thinking back to last week, this is literally a conversation I had with one to my, one of my uh, one-to-one clients earlier on. Last week, she was up the wall. Family, a family member's in hospital. Her partner's got a new job. She is like all over, like she just really, really struggled to get a workout in. She only got one workout in. And I just said to her, looking back on last week, realistically, is there anything that you could have done differently? 
is there anything you could have done differently? Could you have got up earlier? Could you have come in the morning? Um, could you have come gone later? Um, could you have gone on lunch times? Is there anything that you could have done differently to get those workouts in? And her response was genuinely no. Like, and I was like, cool, then that's fine. Then weeks are gonna happen. There's lots of moving parts going on. Sounds like you're doing up a house. Sounds like you did out overtime in work. Again, lots of things going on. But if you're being literally be like fully true and honest with yourself, if you look back at last week, could you have done anything differently? And if so, what would you have done? So maybe you could have got out of bed earlier. Maybe you could have used your lunch breaks. Maybe when you look at your screen time, you're on your phone four hours a day. So maybe you could have got the gym in. Maybe you were just using being tired or using being busy as an excuse. Or maybe you were absolutely run ragged and chasing your tail all week. It's not for me to be like, you could have done more. I don't know what your life looks like. <laughs> I have these week scales. I have these weeks. I was only saying to you last week that the week before I only made it to the gym once. You know, like these weeks happen and that's okay. Sometimes you're chasing your tail and that's okay. It's not about being perfect. And I don't want you to get frustrated, but I want you to be really honest with yourself and look back. Is there really anything I could have done? Did I lie in longer than I could have? Did I use my lunch breaks? Did I sit and scroll? How much Netflix did I watch? Think about these things. And if you could have done more, this week, you're going to do those things. This week, you're not going to do a repeat. And if you couldn't have done more, you're going to accept it for what it is and you're going to forget about it and move on and try and do better this week. So what will you do this week? How will you make more time for your workouts? Book in those workouts in your work calendar so no one books meetings. Set your alarm, get up earlier, go to bed earlier, switch off from work earlier. These types of things, okay? Hope that is helpful. Next struggle is low energy. Now, what I would really like everybody to start doing is ask why more. Um, and if you're giving me struggles, if you're giving me um, things in check-ins, I really like to see, like, I like long answers, me. Don't ever feel bad for giving me a paragraph because I like them. I'm what I'm, I'm nosy. I, I'm, I, I feel fully invested in all of your lives. So I want to know lots. Um, so low energy is the struggle. So where do we think this has come from? Are you under-eating? Are you not eating enough? Are you cutting carbs? This is a proper sign of the no carbs before mobs, nobeds. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm in a very offensive mood today. Um, So are you eating enough? Are you eating enough carbs? Um, Are you sleeping enough? Are you focusing on sleep or are you just disregarding it? Are you sitting up on your phone? Are you moving enough? Are you going for walks? Are you getting fresh air? Are you getting daylight? Are you stressed? If you're stressed, what can you do about it? Is there anything you can do about it? Maybe you need to do some more journaling, some meditation, some breath work. Um, so think about why, you know, are you due on your periods? Maybe perimenopausal. Where are we? You know, what, 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 what could be going on? Um, and what maybe could we do? So if you're not focusing on sleep, let's focus on sleep. Are we drink? Have we drank quite a bit of alcohol? If energy is low, alcohol could be a factor. What will we do? Rehydrate. Maybe not drink for a few days, maybe a week or so. Try and get back on track with our good sleep. If we are feeling stressed, what can we do? Is the conversations that can be had? Is the journaling that we can do? Um, more sleep normally helps with stress. Um, trying to get out of our head and into our body. Stop sitting and ruminating and think, 
you know, be present in the moment, be mindful in the moment. Um, like, where is this low energy come from? If you're not eating enough, eat more. If you're not eating your five and fr- five fruit and veg, eat them. If we're not eating protein, eat protein. Be good for me to know more about this low energy so that I can help you more. But hopefully, those things did help. Final struggle. Um. Okay, I am still overindulging on food. I did a good week of tracking until we went out on the weekend, Friday. Oh. I am not okay. I can't read. I had a good week of tracking until we went out Friday. And then I had a barbecue Saturday and then Sunday binged. First of all, be careful with the word binged because binged is a complete lack of control. Like, what the fuck just happened? Just at the fridge. Um, whereas most of us are overeating when we say binge. And we're actually overeating, meaning, oh, I fancy that. Oh, I love that. And we're, and we're picking at it and we're like, oh, no, I'm not meant to have this, but I'm going to. Like that's that's overeating, okay? Um, so you made the choice too, and even though you knew that you probably wasn't in line with your goals, you did it anyway. And that's sometimes that's fine, but it's not a binge that that's that's consciously overeating. A binge is like complete loss of control. No idea what the fuck just happened. Um and unable to stop as well. So what I would like to say to this person is um First of all, the going out on Friday, like, was there anything differently that you would have done? Um, you know, alcohol-wise, drinking something different, reducing cocktails and wine and beer and having gin and slims, going for singles instead of doubles. Um, you know, if you drink a lot and you drink often, that would be the move to go. If you hardly ever drink and you just had one indulgent weekend, then go you, have a ball next week, have a quiet one. Um, the barbecue Saturday, I don't think a barbecue is an issue high protein usually the salad get one plate and stop one burger bit of salad maybe a bit more protein and stop don't keep going back for more don't have all of the things just have one plate that's your fill same goes with alcohol normally for a weekend i'd choose one day to drink rather than two especially if i'm drinking a lot rather than just having one and then sunday sounds like maybe friday and saturday were a little bit boozy so sunday just led to a lot of overeating which will ha- which can happen on a hangover so my advice there would have been plan the hangover so think about it in advance um and you know get in an oven pizza that you can easily you know see how many calories is in it pizza can be surprisingly high in protein if you get like pepperoni and ham or like chicken it's surprisingly high in protein actually um a thin crust is always better so could you have or even got like one of those Chinese or Indian takeaway boxes, you know, that you would have had an, you would have had an idea of what you were having, but it's still quite indulgent. Um, and then so there's like my solutions for those things. But knowing you and knowing that you've just got married and knowing um what most of my brides tend to go through after getting married, I have helped so many people get wedding ready. Um, and we a lot of the women, a lot of the people, a lot of the brides go through the same thing is that after their wedding they just do not have the drive the energy like they don't want to be in a calorie deficit anymore they don't want to diet anymore they've worked hard in the run to the wedding the preparation for a wedding is super stressful and so they decide or they they try and think that they want to get back on the diet after the diet after the wedding but they just can't and it's because there's a change you're a married woman 
You don't need, remember we're not living in a diet all the time. We want to get to our goal and then we want to try and maintain roughly where we are and not go straight back to square one. So we need to work at maintenance. We need to live at maintenance. We need to know what it's like to not be in a deficit and to live at maintenance. Losing weight is only the first step, girls. And I say this all the time to manage people's expectations. Losing weight is the first step. And that's like the first small step. The next nine steps that come after that is maintaining it. That's the hard way. That's the long-term shit, okay? So what I'm going to say to this person is it's time for a refocus by the sound of things. You haven't got like the, you have don't seem to have the drive or motivation. You know, you had a ball over the weekend. You probably want to let loose knowing everything that you've been through over the last few few months. I imagine you probably want to let loose. You're feeling good in your body because I know you felt amazing in your dress. So maybe we should refocus. We don't need a deficit anymore. Dieting's probably not right for you. We need to learn what it's like to be at maintenance. Also, you are training for a half marathon. Your hunger is about to shoot through the roof and your energy energy expenditure is also going up because of your half marathon training. So maintenance calories is the way for you. You have actually asked in the question, what are my maintenance calories? I am going to give you them. Um, so let me write that down right now because I'll work your maintenance calories out and they'll come through on the app for you um, literally before this is even uploaded. Okay, so that'll be your new calories and just make sure that you are staying roughly around them. It's okay to go over sometimes, okay to go under sometimes, just stay roughly around them. Um, just know that anything over the maintenance can tip you into a surplus, but a surplus is not always a bad thing especially if you are competing for like training for some sort of, you know, event. And also if you want to get strong in the gym and potentially build some muscle mass, I'm all for a surplus. I quite like putting people in a surplus because it actually uh, surprisingly um, does very good things. So yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on. I don't think I've got many questions. I actually don't think I've got any. I haven't got any. Um. I haven't got any. <laughs> so that's me done. Girls, thank you very much for bearing with me. I feel like I was a little bit all over the place. I think it's because I'm a little bit tired. I've been a little bit busy and my throat's a little bit sore um, and I'm just in like a really sweary, erratic mood. And I'm also absolutely starving now because um, I've just trained and stuff. So anyway, thanks for bearing with me. I hope that that was helpful in some way. Remember, I'm always here. Send me questions, get in the group chat. Um, please like give me some fucking messages back and replies in the group chat. Um, like I don't want to put a message in and get two replies there's literally 60 people in the group I, I want to hear from you like I said I'm so invested in your lives I'm a nosy person I want to know what is going on and um, so tell me I want to know and remember if you don't reach out if you don't engage if you don't check in if you don't get like get involved in the group then how am I supposed to help you like this is two ways coaching works two ways um, and so you need to be a part of the community for the community to be able to help you in a way that we wanted to. That is everything from me. Have a gorgeous week and I will see you soon. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. 
Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at Hayley Bell PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.